In this month of February, Streaming Things is brought to you by Chester Copperpot, David Malfara, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez, Thomas Alexander, Emmy, Valerie, Stanton Valentino, Crystal Trujillo, John Collins, Ghost, Andrew Gray, Jen Robinson, Kate, Chloe Richardson, Kalisha Reeves, Kiki Newton, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Casey McCain, and the one and only Enza. Chris. Hi, I'm Madison. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things, continuing our coverage of Yellow Jackets Season 1 in anticipation of Yellow Jackets Season 2 that drops on March 24th. It's coming up. It's coming up very quickly. Coming up fast, man. We're, we're going to have to double up some of these episodes for you Yellow Jackets fans, so Absolutely. you can look forward to that. You get episodes maybe maybe four and five in one week, then maybe six and seven. I don't know how numbers go, but I can I bet it'll continue that Sometimes way. Sometimes nine and three. <laughs> what? What? No, we won't do that. We could throw them off. We could. Throw Just off like sense. Yellow Jackets. Ooh, to mimic oscillating between 2021 and 1996. We could just go to the finale and then back to four. Can we just keep right. smash cutting our review coverage yes. just to really confuse with people. I think that would be the best homage that we could do. Mm-hmm. But we're not gonna put that much effort in. So the way this is going to go, if you're new here, we'll talk about our overall thoughts on episode three, uh, and then we'll do a scene-by-scene, play-by-play recap, and then we'll cap it all off with some fun little categories like Easter eggs, references to the 90s, things that we can pull out, whatever that may be. Sometimes they're quite a stretch. Uh, and then we'll do our favorite scenes, our top three favorite moments of the episode, and then our favorite performance. We'll give it to one of those magnificent actors. Each of us will pick a different person. Sometimes not. Sometimes we'll all pick uh, uh, Christina Ricci. Which is valid. <laughs> it does, it does I think that's just you. Time to time. <laughs> it's valid. I, I actually go back through and edit. So every time Madison's like, uh, my favorite, and I go, Christina, reach you. <laughs> Madison's Trying voice gets deep, really, like just for that one really line. Really deep. Guys. Wow. Nobody notices. It's, it's never been caught yeah. as of yet. Um, but yeah, let's dive right in. I guess you can email the show. Be aware of that. It's streamingthingspod at gmail.com. Uh, also please, if you can't support the show financially at patreon.com slash streaming things, I get it. Uh, totally understandable. A box of cliff bars is over $15. I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, so if you don't have any money left after that, mm. uh, a carton of eggs, Madison, five bucks. Fucking dumb. Unreasonable. I don't even think whole chickens don't cost that much. Last I checked, Mm-mm. and I I checked the going rate of not inflation even, on chickens a lot. Not even the rotisserie style chickens. No, I'm talking about them. Shits are still seven bucks alive. Bok bok bagok, running around, basically a dinosaur. By the way, kind of neat fact about chickens. They're basically <laughs> they're dinosaurs. basically dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> but I've seen Jurassic Park. Yeah, those velociraptors be clucking around the kitchen. You Clever know? girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Any hoozle. I don't remember where I was going with that. Oh, you can rate and review the show for absolutely no monies whatsoever. And that helps us a great deal. Uh, as long as you do it in a positive way. I got to be clear about that. Um, and uh, wherever you're listening to this, Spotify, iTunes, Overcast, YouTube even. Does that just like it? Yeah. Drop that like. Like it, it. Subscribe. Subscribe. Bring that bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> F in the chat. Something like that. Um, any who's bees in the chat for yellow jacket. <laughs> That's yes. right. It's bees, bees in the trap, my friend. Bees in the trap. <laughs> Be- bees in the trap. Thank you, Madison. You're welcome. <laughs> we can get the rights to that and drop that in, Steve. We need to edit that in. Uh, hold on. Let me call Nikki real quick. <laughs> okay. I'm we waiting. got. We got it. <laughs> we got it. She's busy. 
She's not responding. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Yellow Jackets, episode three, The Dollhouse. Steve, what are your overall thoughts? What was your experience watching episode three for the very first time? This episode was very interesting. It, 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 mm. it introduced the show, I think, an element of uh, like some supernatural stuff to the show that I wasn't expecting to be introduced at all. Like, I just thought this was going to be a pretty cut and dry, like, you know, girls survive a plane crash. Some shit happens. Now they're adults. Now they're trying to figure out who's trying to rat on them. But there is, but there might be some supernatural stuff going on. Are you on getting, too. as a lost fan, are you getting PTSD? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. The moment, the moment I saw that symbol from last episode, I was like, "This is some lost bullshit." <laughs> but then in this one, there's like people in mirrors and there's smoke monsters. No, there wasn't that. But yeah, this is definitely giving me some lost vibes, which only makes the the show a little bit more intrig, even more intriguing to me because I like that kind of stuff. I really enjoy sci-fi supernatural things. Yeah. Big fan of, um, not big fan. We talked about this last time, but not a hater of the way that Lost ended up. Uh, but Madison and I were actually discussing this privately when you stepped out of the room because we, Madison and I have both seen the show already. And uh, we were, cause she was kind of talking about like, I wonder how Steve's going to take the whole possible supernatural bent. Yeah. Oh, really? You didn't think yeah, I would like we, it? We knew that it was coming up um, for this episode in particular. Um, but yeah, as far as overall thoughts, uh, I think Steve, you kind of encapsulated it. It's, you're kind of transitioning into the the supernatural element. Um, but another example of how good the writing is for this show. Um, so we dive into Thaisa's character a little bit, and I feel like it's so good at keeping the subplots of her character and also the other characters, and just, oh, the writing is so good. And that's what, I feel like it really shined in this episode in particular. I agree. Um, I was actually having... Um, it's a, you know, it's a busy day. Today's my wedding anniversary. So I was doing different things. And Happy anniversary. anniversary. Thank you. This will be a six days remove once you guys listen to it. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Like four days we actually. might not even be together anymore by then. That's true. By the time you hear this. A lot so can happen in four days. Be real careful with your congrats. I might be sensitive. Um, <laughs> I was watching, I was probably like 15 minutes in and I was like, I think this is my least favorite episode so far because, you know, busy day, a little really? distracted. Mm, okay. Um, didn't feel that way at all. By the end, uh, we got to dive into some really deep stuff. And uh, like like Madison was saying, the the writing in particular really popped off on this episode, just from a standpoint of like trying to picture writing this script. And I was just struggling to think how I would even approach that at all. Like mm -hmm. it cuts very quickly. Uh, there's a fourth or fifth timeline added in yeah. this episode. And um, but it's not jarring at all, even though if you really sit in like as somebody who is taking notes on the show and I have to literally type 2021, 1996, mm -hmm. young Thaisa, 1996, yep, yep. Um, you realize how many cuts there are between these vast different timelines mm -hmm. and they pull it off in a way that's really not jarring for the viewer at all. Mm -hmm. um, and to have two complete different casts that are all stellar. Right. Like I was kind of thinking earlier today as I was watching this, I was like, I wonder which I prefer, like what timeline do I prefer watching more? Right. Mm -hmm. Like in one way, it's like obviously the young timeline because that's where like a lot of the action is and the, a lot of the mystery. But I can't say that confidently. And that's really impressive that they, they managed to pull. They cast two entirely different shows in a weird way and they're both really well done. Mm -hmm. um, so huge fan of Yellow Jackets. And I loved episode you got three. like a survival horror on one hand and then you've got a, a, a mystery thriller on the other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and especially with Natalie's character and stuff yeah. that we realize in this episode, it starts to be kind of like an HBO, like, uh, like a mayor of East town kind of thing, you know, mm -hmm. a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. uh, the outsider, if you will, you guys should watch that show by the way. It's really good. Oh. Yeah. Good to know. Quick plug. Good to know. Plug. Shameless plug. Crossing streams. It's, uh, Still uh, alive. uh, Mendelssohn. 
That's in that. That's the guy in that. I know you're a fan. Ben Mendelssohn? Yeah, Mr. Ben. Mr. Ben. Not the other Mendelssohn <laughs> that you're thinking of. George. <laughs> Little known George Mendelssohn. Um, diving right in, the episode opens in 1996 with the girls burying their dead. And I thought this was interesting because it laid to rest some of the questions that we had mm-hmm. in previous episodes. Uh, namely, Janet is the name of the uh, flight attendant. Flight attendant Janet. Flight attendant to Janet. Quote exactly mm-hmm. so on the gravestone. She had to be the one on fire. Poor I think Janet. So. Yeah, poor Janet. Yeah. Uh, and then pilots Robert and Fred, as well as Coach Martinez, uh, who is the father of Javi and Travis mm-hmm. and uh, Rachel. Some JV recently promoted. I got that's the like impaled through the throat lady. Yes. Um, young girl. So unfortunate for Rachel there. That's how she ended. And she should have stayed on JV. But we also yeah. got, was this the first episode where we actually saw the introduction to the show? Like the opening, like I music s- animation. So the, sk- the opening that you're talking about where it was like kind of, it was four by three like footage, nineties, uh, tape, but it showed past and present footage. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, I think it's just for this episode or really? maybe, maybe I didn't go into the fourth episode to check. I haven't okay. either, but I, I honestly, I had the opposite thing where it was like, I felt like that was always there because we had watched the show before. So I didn't even think about it. So Steve, I, you would know best. It, it was new to me. It yeah. was brand oh, new great. to me. I, I hadn't Isn't seen that. Isn't that song before. a banger? It is Love a banger. That song. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good thing. It's so like, it's so cool. This is it's my a, music. It's a good opener too. Yeah. It's I, really good. I can't remember if it's in everyone. I don't know. It has to be right. I mean, like maybe. Okay. Right. We'll see next week. Yeah. Stay it tuned. Was, it was a fun surprise though. I liked, it's interesting that they chose to have it come in the third episode, not the very first. Extremely. Mm-hmm. Like that's bizarre. Right. My, I feel it, like that happens a lot that a lot of pilot episodes don't have the intro animation, yes, but by true. number two yes. is when sure. they come in. Like uh, house of the dragon did that. Yeah. Uh, the pilot didn't have that because they want you to get sucked right in. No clicking away. Well, also the animation is a spoiler for episode one of house. Of the dragon. And that, yeah, <laughs> but also, no clicking away. No clicking away. Um, yeah, and I love that it's in four by three. Like, it's all 90s and shit. It's so yeah. cool. So cool. Congrats to you. I know a lot of Yellow Jackets pr- producers listen to this. Good job. <laughs> we tip our hats to you. <laughs> Amazing job. Yeah. Uh, so we cut from uh, the grave site. Um, and I think Thaisa kind of storms off in the middle of the funeral there. Um, Laura Lee was given the the eulogies to everybody. She, yeah. her uh, Rachel's very good at trigonometry. Yeah, she yep. never confused her secants and cosecants. She's a smart lady. That's all we know I about her. I don't know if those were the real words. And then Van said, uh, I think you did well. Um, <laughs> she carried a flute case she, I saw her carrying a flute once. <laughs> there we go. Uh, and we cut to young Thaisa, and she's probably eight years old or so, uh, with her Nana, who's in like a home hospice situation. Uh, and her her Nana's very nice. Hey, honey, dying's nothing to be afraid of. We have a short time here, and then God calls us back, or he calls us home. And she's like, who? And she's like, him. God, God, we assume is how the rest of that convo went. He rings that bell and he's like, I need you back home. We got work to do. (laughs) Subscribe to our God, subscribe to our YouTube. Come on. Uh, We then we cut back to 96. That's when Taisa kind of storms out of the the prayer circle, if you will. And then we cut to 2021 and it's an adult Taisa. She receives an email with a link to a negative campaign ad. Her opponent, Phil Bathurst, is running some uh, attack ads uh, saying that Thaisa might, implying that she's a cannibal from her time mm-hmm. in the forest there. And uh, Simone talks her out of retaliation or tries to, hey, this is not the platform you run on. We're, we're, you're supposed to talk about the issues. You're things. above that mud slinging. Yeah. 
By the way, our son, I think, is extremely psychopathic. We need to attend to this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was sing-songing his own name earlier, and Taisa was like, he does that. Could be possessed, yeah. maybe. We're not sure. All yeah. we know is something's weird's going on. But in her defense, her opponent is a wannabe Mitch McConnell, and mm. you don't want to fuck with people like that. Mm -mm. Mitch McConnell's mm -mm. an evil man. The turtle people will well, not stop. I just want to say I'm not really pro-cannibalism. <laughs> per se. I'm pretty against it. Which, this made me <laughs> think of me. this, but it's so interesting that, you know, Thais is obviously in the public eye, and the idea of her being a cannibal is so ingrained in her image, yet Jeff isn't thinking of Shauna in that way. Um, you know, no one's thinking of Misty in that way. No one's thinking of Nat in that way. So it's just very interesting that she's the only one that's called out for the cannibalism. It's never really shined on anybody else. Have you guys noticed this as well? Or? Well, Jeff's so selfish. He's too busy chasing tail. He's right. probably like, eats, eats people. <laughs> she never eats me. <laughs> right. Well, that might so. be just because everyone else isn't in like the public eye per se. Mm -hmm. And just the smallest hint of any sort of, you know, bad press that you can get. And when you're in the public eye, especially in the political world like that, people are going to latch onto it and make it a. Yeah. Cause opponents are actively inventing things and digging up things, and yeah, which is like, why Shauna chastises her for running for office. Mm -hmm. we, we, we hear these like nebulous, like, Oh, there's stories about you that have been Too flying weak. around about everybody. But yes, yeah, she's the one where it's like, Oh, she's a cannibal. She's going to cannibalize your tax dollars yeah. to pay for them. Social programs. How evil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe like almost as if that's the purpose of them. Uh, but it's like, I think I think we're hearing that mostly because she is the most um, publicly facing of all the characters. Everyone yeah. else is just kind of like you know stay at home mom or um, whatever Misty is <laughs> nurse psychopath psychopath nurse. <laughs> By the way, so you, I'm glad you said that. We've gotten a lot of emails because a lot of our patrons and stuff are um, in the medical community or, or in the in the psychiatric community, and I think we had a pretty robust discussion in the Discord that I perused. Um, about the, cause I called, uh, Misty a sociopath, uh, and she would technically be, if anything, a psychopath, just to clarify that for any other listeners that were, uh, twitching at my, uh, misdiagnoses. <laughs> well, I took the witch yellow jackets character are you quiz and I can I unequivocally say that I am a total Misty. You said you were 100%. before you took the quiz. I did, and I did it. He got Misty on the Buzzfeed quiz. I did. I'm, uh, I'm caring and confident That's about those fact. I care about fact mm -hmm. i got jackie which might be worse Ooh, is it mm -hmm. i don't i don't know jackie well enough to it was like charismatic and good leader but not to be fucked with gets real petty or something like that <laughs> basically to sum up glad i didn't take the who do you feel like you would get if you took the buzzfeed quiz sammy mm -hmm. sammy <laughs> madison <laughs> madison <laughs> um uh, i don't know probably I mean, I associate myself mostly with Lottie. I guess her her thinking. Maybe not so much in this episode, but in previous episodes. <laughs> okay. You don't fuck with log cabins? Uh, no, I don't, actually. <laughs> I get it. I lived in one for like five years, and never did I fuck with it. Um, but yeah, then Sammy runs in the room while they're talking about this, and he, he wants to take Biscuit to the park. And so, What a great uh, name for a dog. Yeah, old Biscuit. Old Biscuit. Give Biscuit a Biscuit, and then you get to say cool sentences like mm -hmm. that. 
Um, and uh, uh, Taisa acquiesces. We cut to Jeff making a protein shake, awful pleased with himself for getting laid the night before. Shauna's just kind of watching him, and she's testing him by asking him to pick her up at the mechanic shop at 4 o'clock because she knows that the mysterious Bianca had texted him about meeting up around that time, uh, and he fails the test because he says he cannot go pick her up. He's got to stay at the stay at work. He's he likes got, to lead from the front. You I, know that, babe. I lead from the front, and by that I mean with my dick. I got to say, <laughs> Jeff is an idiot. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. To yeah. undermine your putting wife, celery in a protein. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that part too. <laughs> but just you're undermining your wife so much in terms of her ability to figure out what you're doing. You know, you've been staying late every Friday for inventory database. I don't know. To me, it's just so obvious what he's doing. Sure. You know, outside of being in the mindset of Shauna and you know her perspective of it and seeing the text, it just how does he not pick up that he's doing that? And making it super obvious. Yeah, like the, the cheating's one thing, but also like it's do, insulting to her intelligence on a different level yeah, as well. You know, yeah, you're not even trying at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with you. But we cut back to um, no, we don't cut yet because then we move over to Misty and Natalie in the car on the on the road to Travis's house. It's a long drive, and Misty's droning on about her dating life. I assume, um, guy. Yeah, and then ask Natalie socks. about her dating life. Yeah, socks. Socks. <laughs> have you ever dated someone where they were like, "Hey, can I have your socks?" No. Mm. Me neither. Yeah. I feel like that might be a red flag. Well, not for Misty. That's no. the kind of person Misty. Oh, Misty's like, oh, they were sweaty, nasty socks. And they he were loving them. He, me. He never called her back though. And so it, she she was anticipating the call. <laughs> All he wanted was her socks. And but you know, at our age, guys, uh, the only guys that are left are just crumbs at the bottom of a chip bag. And then she gets like a Which dating like app notification, and she's like, and Natalie's like, oh, whole chip, because Misty kind of gets excited. Yeah. Um, but then she she pulls over and she wants Misty to go in and grab snacks. And uh, Misty is really smart, and she already knows this is not a good sign. So she tries to wiggle out of it, but doesn't manage to. I don't even know what kind of chocolate you like. There's dark chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty weak defense, but she goes in, and then Natalie finds her um, battery cable. In Misty's glove box. And she says, I fucking knew it. It's been sabotaged. (gasps) Could it be by Misty? Misty? (laughs) What? Well, I like that it confirms that she suspected all along, right? Because she's not stupid. But she's like, I fucking knew it. Yeah. But, you know, she's used to Misty's antics. Mm -hmm. But we cut back to 96 and all the girls are taking stock of their food. It's been three days now. Uh, that they've been stuck there instead of getting rescued rescued on the very second day. Uh, Travis grabs some of the food and rolls out and everybody gets kind of annoyed at him. Tra- uh, Lottie calls Travis flex uh, and then he seems to get instantly offended. But Natalie defends him. Don't call him that really like a dangerous, threatening way. Don't call him that. Super defensive to that. Um, I think Lottie also calls him uh, king of the snacks. Like who died and made him king of the snacks? Yeah. What a poor choice of words, yeah. even for Lottie. I right? take that back. I don't want to be Lottie anymore. <laughs> I know she's getting low on her antipsychotics, but just to straight up say, who died and left you king of the snacks? Uh, his dad. Oh, you're yeah. right. He was the king of the snacks. You see that guy? <laughs> Forgot he used to be king of the snacks before he was coach. Speaking of snacks. Six before, years running. Speaking of snacks, before we cut to the scene, did you see the giant ass Snickers bar Misty handed Nat? Yeah, it's the standard you size. You could club someone to death of that thing. No, that thing was enormous. I mean, oh, that's I the standard size that. I buy. She came up How with this big? thing. It was like a billy clubs. How big? Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, oh, my, wow. oh my God. Oh my Whoa. God. It was like <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> hungry? <laughs> you're not yourself when you're hungry. <laughs> not. So Literally I, all of them. I didn't want to roll past that because that Snickers bar took me aback. It was a honker. I was agape when I mm-hmm. saw it. I was like, how long is this car rip, uh, trip? 
It's a it's a king size. <laughs> and my also, guy. she's getting jerky, and Nat was like, "That's going to stink up the whole car." Thanks for doing that. Mm-hmm. But I'll eat my my giant Snickers. <laughs> Do you think she ate it? Yeah, for sure. It's a long. It's a three hour car ride, and you can't just once you take one bite, it the phenomenon of craving takes over. That's true. It is. You a can't Snickers stop bar. until it's gone. The king of the snacks. What if she Snickers was a different person? She was like young Natalie when they pulled up after the Snickers. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> She's not Sophie Thatcher. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we, it cuts to uh, the whole group starts to doubt that help is coming after the whole Travis uh, defense is over. And then it cuts to Travis. He's bringing the food to Javi. Javi's over there uh, chewing the piece of gum that his dad gave him three days earlier. Um, you know, it's a desperate trauma response attempt to stay close to his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, his daddy gave him just to, yeah. to stop the, the, was it the popping in your ears and the yeah. plane trick? You're still popping Javi. Mm. No. Travis is so mean. Popping Javi is boy. his nickname when he gets older, by the way, is it? Mm-hmm. He oh. becomes a DJ. Good for him on the ones and popping Javi on the ones and twos. <laughs> Bubblegum, his hottest track. Um, <laughs> we cut to Bubblegum, his hottest track, and it's just sounds of him crying out for his dad. <laughs> Mixed with like him chomping on the gum. Yes, layered under <laughs> to <laughs> the beat. <laughs> dad. <laughs> uh, cut to Misty trying to feed Coach Scott. She's got like a granola bar or something that she smuggled him. He hasn't eaten in two days, and she's not going to give him any more pain pills until he. Which, uh, was it more my dolls? Yes, but still better funny. than nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when your leg's missing. Um, and Lottie, I think, took her last antipsychotic. Is that what that was? I believe so. How is that possible? She had a whole fucking bottle that was supposed to last her. There's only like t- four or five of them in there. But I think it was twice a day is how many times oh. she had to take it. Which if I was her, I'd be like, fuck it. I'm going to do it once a day so I can make these last. But I guess. Yeah. I don't know how those work. It depends on what, what uh, effect it has on her. Yeah. True that. Well, she's almost out and she looks a little concerned about it. Uh, and we see Taisa, who had taken off while they were burying the bodies, returns, apparently went on a little hike and she's super happy. She found a lake uh, and there's more doubt about a rescue ever coming. Talked among the group. Jackie uh, immediately vetoes the possibility of moving their camp over toward the lake. And uh, the rescue team's going to come at any point. Guys. Yeah, we got to stay here. We stay here. What are they going to think? Coming. Taisa says, let's do a vote. I mean, who would have sabotaged the black box? That's crazy. Nobody would have done that. No one would have. No one. Right? Which, by the Misty? way, wouldn't they have like the last known signal of the box, even if Misty broke it? I feel like yes. I feel like, yeah. 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 Thought so too. They said, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> just going to keep them out there. You know, whoever's in charge of search and rescue was a real big fan of the opposing team at Nationals. It was like, oh no. Whoa, I, I got a lot of money them. riding on this. Someone Boop. got paid. Delete off. that. Delete that data. Uh, but they they win the Taisa wins the vote for everybody to go to the lake. And Shauna. Shauna voted against votes Jackie. Votes against Jackie. That's a point of contention, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut to Van grabbing the compass out of the plane and they leave a note on the plane with lipstick, I think. Mm-hmm. SOS. What shade do you think that was? Like a crimson? Rosie. <laughs> Rosie. This is before Kendall it's Jenner. Crimson I don't... nightshade. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. Uh, SOS gone to lake. And uh, BRB, <laughs> LOL. Hopefully that's like a waterproof lipstick, you know, just I, in case. Or hopefully they don't fly over the other side of the plane. Hmm, just a plane. Mm. I don't turn around. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a plane. C- carry on through. Yeah. Taisa tries to thank Shauna, uh, but she won't have it. She's not having it. It's like, we think we know what we're doing, but none of us have a clue. Yeah. Yep. Don't thank me just because I voted against my best friend to go to the lake. I just want to see the lake. 
I'm a big Lake fan. You don't know half the things I do to my best friend. Guess what my favorite team in the <laughs> or NBA. Her <laughs> or her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. I don't even. I don't I, even really like her. I don't know what those moves are called yet. Um, <laughs> back to 2021, Shauna is following her husband, Jeff, from work, and she's really bad at it. And I love this scene. He's got a um, gift with him. He does, but I just love the whole, like she's tailing him, but she's not a pro. Like she's too close. She's too far. Cars are cutting her off. And then she gets stuck right behind him at a red light. And she's just hiding by the dashboard. As if she, he wouldn't recognize his wife's car. Right. The bro, the yeah. exact color minivan that's yeah. got the dent in the this same is spot. The scene. I know this show has like ghosts and symbols and Misty in it, but this scene for whatever reason was the one where I was like, this is so unbelievable. How often do you look in your rear view? Uh, when people are honking behind me at her, I will look and say, oh, he had already taken off through the intersection. I feel like I'm pretty. I look He's at my not that far away. I, I, yeah, I look at, like when I'm stopped at a stop sign, I look at the person behind well, me in my every time. in my like, you know, I have my friends that, with their specific cars. That if I see that type of car, I'm immediately like, oh, is that mm -hmm. one of my friends? Mm -hmm. So I haven't been in an accident in over. I think over a decade, maybe 15 years. I'm not sure. And a lot of that, I wasn't driving wood. at all because mm -hmm. of my addiction and then no license and all that stuff. But I haven't, haven't been in an accident. On the wood. You haven't knocked on the wood yet. There you go. Thank you. Since you'll, you'll I was me later. 18 years old. Okay. <laughs> I say that to say this. I zone out completely. Sure. As soon as I get in my car, I just end up where I'm going most of the time. <laughs> when I, oh, I'm here. You just black also, out. So I definitely, if like my wife was following me in a gray SUV, which is with the other car that we own, I wouldn't, you know what I mean? It, there's so many gray SUVs. It's not to me impossible to think I wouldn't notice her. That's also, all I'm saying. There hasn't been good evidence to show that Jeff is a very smart individual. Zero. So celery. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess him catching Shauna, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he just wouldn't think of it. Cause maybe he thinks he's doing such a great job at hiding uh, this affair. I'm being so sneaky right now. I'm just saying like, I think I would have bought it if there weren't 15 cars honking at her over the course of this mile long stretch of oh, straight road too. and mm -hmm. she's right behind him. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause she's yeah. never that far away from him. So, but if there's like a, if there's like a lot of honking going on when, when you're driving, you're like, what the fuck is going on? What's everyone's problem? So we now know Wait, that car looks familiar. If we're going to tail Steve, we better bring our a game. Yeah. Yeah. Always, I'm always on a right. <laughs> right. Ain't nobody tailing this. You ass. check your back we're seat gonna before be, you. We're gonna be in our misty wigs. You're not <laughs> yeah. gonna. You're not gonna be able to recognize That's us true. at all. Oh, I. That'll be terrifying. <laughs> in the rearview mirror, and just the two of you in one car with the wigs and the glasses, like. You're, su <laughs> yeah. no, you're such a misty that it will subconsciously give you great comfort. <gasps> My people. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go let's, cater let's, to someone's needs? Let's go abuse the elderly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but eventually she does get to where he's going and he gets uh, valet parking at a hotel. Why she do you gets, get valet parking if you're cheating on your wife at a hotel? Isn't the hotel enough? He's late for that ass appointment and he doesn't have time to park. Something about the valet parking makes it like, that's another step, my guy. Yeah. Well, it makes it worse because he's like wasting the extra seven bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were giving on, you were getting on Shauna's ass for having to repair the bumper. Or the $60 Uber that, you know, has to, she has yeah. to take to get back because he wouldn't pick her up. Why are you right. going way out there? Why are you going way out there? That's what he I said. I got the best deal. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. which oh. is free plus some wiener. That's the deal I got. <laughs> it's the best deal I could find. Oh man, <laughs> my Actually, favorite. That's kind. fair, honey. <laughs> <My favorite kind. laughs> that's a good deal, honey. Never I'll mind. I'll take the free. Hold the wiener. <laughs> <laughs> no, really? Actually, I'll hold the wiener. thank you for beating me to it uh we cut back to 96 uh the girls are still hiking toward the lake they walk by a a savaged bear that's being eaten by vultures and other scavengers it has become carry on (laughs) not which is a good luggage reference because this is about a plane Plane. i was but i was gonna make that joke (laughs) if you didn't so thank you (laughs) i can always count on you steve we're the, the the pun twins and twins we cut back to 21 uh, the fake reporter we find out is working for Thaisa. Um, and she's been testing all of her survivor cohorts to see if they're going to break under pressure while she's running for political office. Mm-hmm. Steve, how'd that reveal hit you? Did you get chills? Uh, I think when the moment happened, my first words were, oh my God, that's the reporter. <laughs> <laughs> By yourself watching the show? Uh, my girlfriend was with me, but yeah. I was like, her, remember? Her. And uh, <laughs> Remember? <laughs> but no, it makes sense. Like when that review happened, it was kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm glad this isn't like a, I kind of liked that it wasn't a bigger whole. There's not like an even bigger nefarious. Dun, dun, dun. Like I'm an even more politically connected person. Like right. I'm glad sure. it was just Taisa looking for dirt on her opponent who is the wannabe Mitch McConnell. And also <laughs> she's trying to make sure that she, he can't find dirt on her through her friends. I think that's a smart play for a smart politician. Yeah. She's she's a crafty, t- tough lady. Um, what do you think she would have done? Like, say, Shauna had said, I'll take the book deal. Six figures, seven figures, I believe it was. Heck yeah. Um, w- with what you know about Thaisa, do you think she would like have her assassinated? Or w- what's the course of action there? Mm, Shauna would probably have just called her and chewed her out over the phone. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Oh, like Thaisa would have called yeah, Shauna. Yeah. I thought we were in, in this together. I feel like Thaisa would figure out some way to... Like hurt Shauna in some way, I'm sure. You should be swimming with the fishes. Something like Sleeping that. Sleeping with the fishes. Shauna <laughs> Swimming with them. That sounds fun. <laughs> but I, th- I think Taisha, you know, she kind of makes it very clear in this episode, you know, not to fuck with her. And mm-hmm. I yeah, think if, she says that. I think if one of one of the, the fellow survivors you know, went back on their word and said something, I'm sure she would say something or mm. do something sinister. I, d- I do think Shauna's one person that it would be tough to hurt, though. Because she's like, I don't even like my husband. Kill him. I don't care. True. My, my daughter, who I don't like her either. <laughs> I remember so little about this season that I want to speculate on things that I might supposed to might be supposed to know. You subconsciously know, but I don't want to say anything because it's like, yeah, somebody will be like, you, you fucking know that, dude. You know, that's a spoiler. And I'm like, I honestly don't remember. But there is something <laughs> I, I mean, wanna... I feel like me and you are on the same level of like knowledge from when we watched it the first time. I mean, all of this feels like it feels like the first time. No, like seriously. Yeah. Time. And so, so when I see something, I'm like, does that foreshadow something? Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, no, stop. I need to yeah. wait. No, stop. No, stop. Stop. Please. stop. <laughs> um, but then she, the reporter suggests that she retaliate um, against Bathurst with uh, info on his daughter. Who's been to rehab twice before the age of 16. She's now 18. So they can make an ad um, outing her as an addict and embarrass Phil Bathurst um, and, uh, uh, Taisa thinks a lot about that. And I don't then, think that's a very good way to do politics. Personally, I'm Mitch, above mudslinging top. We need you to leave the show. Well, this is Kentucky. You're I, not, I live here. You're not, you're not welcome here. Oh, oh Bernie's here. I, t- 
I took the bus. Oh, shit. Three hours just to tell you to, to fuck off. I'll have my manservant drive me away. It's ridiculous. <laughs> One percent is... I'm leaving. You're not I'm so sad I don't things. have a voice to contribute to this. <laughs> you got a Bill Clinton you could throw in or something? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me work on it. Maybe right. next episode. Practice can your you, Billy. Can you do a, like a, a, a Liz Warren? <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> no. What about like a like a Kennedy? Guys. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the confidence, but <laughs> let me let me let me practice first. Okay, all right. All right. Um, you still got to sing for us on the show. Oh remember? my gosh. <laughs> uh, and then behind her Sammy's playing at the park and he like elbows a kid off the top rope. WWE style uh, of the slide. <laughs> what if he was just like slapping his elbow and was jumping down? As he I want someone to take that shot, but insert Jim Ross commentary. Like, oh God, that boy had a family. <laughs> so she don't do it, Sammy. Don't do it. Oh. She hangs up on the phone and runs over there and uh, like, Sammy, did you hit him? And he's like, I sure did. <laughs> You're goddamn right. You're goddamn right. I did. I'm the world champ. Um, he called you a cannonball. He did. He did. Uh, we cut back to 1996. The hike continues. I, I thought there was like a scene where Thaisa kind of gets a little creeped out by the, the forest. Maybe hears like little grumbly grumble noises. Yeah, I think that whole sequence when they're hiking and it's kind of doing the up close on the, the foliage and stuff like that. I felt like there was there were like growling noises. Kind I thought of, so, too. Yeah. And so I think the moment where Thaisa kind of looks out is almost kind of this idea that, you know, the wolves are watching or somebody mm. is watching. Yeah, because the coach is the one that suggested that there are wolves out in the forest, and that is what could have taken down the bear. Yeah. Yes, but also we intercut with young Thaisa. We kind of get this vibe that Thaisa can see things that she's trying to repress, and so she's mm. overly adamant against supernatural explanations because she actually has experienced terrifying yeah. supernatural things. But mm -hmm. also we know that she has PTSD about wolves specifically from last episode because she did that awesome wolf Yes. Shadow puppet and yeah. the writing is so cut. good. So now we're expecting wolfy action. Mm -hmm. Plus this, um, this episode repeatedly does like an old horror trope thing with camera work where it's like uh, a POV shot of a lurker in yeah. the woods. Yeah. You know, yeah. it does that kind of thing, like a Sam Raimi type thing. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so there's grumbly rumbles and then back to 2021, Simone and Thaisa are talking um, about, you know, a more campaign stuff, but then, Simone gets upset. Like Sammy punched a kid today and we were talking about strategy. Um, but it turns out he had punched the kid because he is, was talking about his mother. Um, mm. the, the kids, parents had probably seen the campaign ad and we're talking shit around their kid and they're little sponges. You know how they are, but she's going to cannibalize our tax dollars for social services. She's going to cannonball our tax dollars. Boy, go beat up her kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Sammy comes in talking cash shit. Mm. Um, really, really acerbic towards his mother. Be quiet. I don't know. He didn't have a Southern major, accent. But. Major, <laughs> major standoff between him and his mom. Yeah, like, did you guys ever talk back to your mom like that? No, not until I was a troubled teen. But like a but little, no, but a little boy not. like Sammy's age. Never, I was the sweetest little piece of pie. But never did I say be quiet or, uh, yeah, no. Like, I was, a, I was a little liar. Oh, pants yeah. on fire. But I thought you were a sweet little pie. Boy. Yeah, but a sweet liar. Oh. Like I would never say like be quiet, mom. I would just say, mom, I'm sick. Can I stay home from school? Like I was that all the time. <laughs> I got yeah. the black lung. I got mom. the black lung, pa. 
But yeah, Sammy's clearly unwell, and and you can tell that this doesn't happen often because uh, Taisa is is shooketh, as they say. Mm -hmm. Uh, She takes Manny, his favorite doll, and says to go to your room. And he's like, give that back. You saw what I did to the other kid. You want that to be your face? People's elbow? Your nose? (laughs) About to go on a date. He doesn't say all that, but it's time it's not. for the most electrifying movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Sammy elbow. You just hear the bell. Ding, ding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we're off. Um, <laughs> Taisha turns a good, into clean a fight. wolf. Nice. So oh, now it's Mortal Kombat. Oh my God. If Taisha becomes an anamorph throughout this whole thing, I'll be Night so wolf. happy. <laughs> She sends Sammy to his room and it cuts back to 96. All the, uh, the girls are tired and they're, they're lost. They start to argue and then they see the lake and they run toward it. Now happy day. picture yourself, right? This is your first bath in three days. You're going to be excited. And plus yeah. you're thirsty. Double whammy. Yeah. So they run. I love this scene. It's one of my favorites. Um, but we get some, something from Mari. Cause like Mari and, uh, what's her name? Akila. Are two characters we don't are, like. I don't feel like are part of the main set of girls, but they're on this trip mm-hmm. and they're they're survivors there. And and we get yeah. There's a lot more girls on this trip than I realized. This episode, like seeing them walking single file through the woods, I realize oh shit, there's like a there's lot like of tw- people. Probably here. 20, 25 of them total. Yeah. I think yeah, which is good because that means there's a lot for killing later on. <laughs> a lot to eat. Good, good. <laughs> good thing we brought of, so many girls. A lot of cannonballing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cannonballing is going to be wild. Uh, but Mari, uh, <laughs> they're all kind of watching Travis swim in the water. And and Mari looks at Natalie and says, is Travis hot? And Jackie's like, it's been three days. Relax. <laughs> Can't be that desperate. They're already getting pent up. Well, Travis did like one of those little like, I'm going spla- to splash you. I'm going to splash you. <laughs> oh, he did. Yeah. To, and to Nat. it, Natalie. And, then, and Nat's like, I'm going to splash you. Which kind of, which already adds to the whole Nat is looking for, adult Nat is looking for adult Travis. And so it's hinting that there's already been some history there between mm-hmm. the two of them. Yeah. The so. way that the cutting back and forth and giving you different snippets of information before and after the fact kind of works together yeah. to create, you know, expectation and tension is so fun and so incredible. So good. Um, so we cut back to 2021 and it's Natalie and Misty show up at Travis's house. He doesn't answer. So Natalie immediately breaks in, smacks the the front window, uh, gives it the old Sammy elbow and gets in there. Travis <laughs> isn't there when they look around. She finds like his, an old shirt that she seems to recognize. I think she gives it a little sniff yeah. and, uh, and a Polaroid of the two of them together. Mm-hmm. Um, did and you notice is Misty his. is wearing Crocs <laughs> in this scene? <laughs> No, she's part of the Croc you army. You didn't notice, Misty. I've only Crocs? owned Crocs. Wow. for a week, or two, or three. I'm disappointed that you and didn't I've, notice. I've, I've worn them a lot since I got. They're super handy and comfortable. They were in sports mode, by the way. Just, just thought I'd as are mine because you never know when you're going to have to exactly. get sporty. How many modes run are from there? the police? Two. Oh, there's sports mode and just chilling. Chill, croc chill mode, flipping. Oh, okay, flipping yeah. mode. Flip flopping, slip mm-hmm. in, slip out mode. Yeah, but I need to. That's that's my mode. And we get. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was there. Um, so Did there's a lot. A, of, she finds a photo of them together, right? Yeah, the Polaroid. Yeah. But yeah. there's a lot with Misty. I didn't talk about too, where Natalie just kind of gives her a job to do to get her out of her face because she won't shut up. And she tells the story about the 
what is it? The, the gribbled ghoul or the Grabolo yeah, ghoul. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, like he collects teeth and she gets cut off by Natalie. Like, why don't you go take the trash outside? Trash. Did you say something like the less a subject owns, the less guilty they are or something? Or the more guilty they the are. The more guilty they are. Yeah, because okay. it's creepy. Mm-hmm. But it was funny because I was Googling like the, the what's it called? It's actually, I, I wrote it down because I thought it might be, oh, the Gibbsboro ghoul. I Googled the Gibbsboro ghoul thinking it might be an Easter egg, like as a real person, because just how confident Misty sounded. And uh, I got a Reddit post, which was like the most important unanswered question of all time. And it's a meme of her saying the teeth collect, like telling the story of the Gibbsboro ghoul. And like, now we'll never know why, because she got interrupted, why the fuck that guy was collecting the teeth <laughs> and what he was going to do. And I was like, thank you, Reddit, for coming through with (laughs) what everybody expects you to be. Reddit's always coming in, coming in hot. Yeah. I love when she, so she tells Misty to go check out his his trash. Refuse. And Misty's like, ah, (laughs) it's always a good idea to check out human refuse or Mm -hmm. personal refuse or something like that. It's always a good indicator of things. She's done that many times. But I just, I love the back and forth between the two because Natalie knows how Misty is, knows how to navigate her. And Misty also knows how to kind of navigate Nat. And I think, yeah, I, I just love their, their play with each other during this scene too. Yeah. There's no love lost there, but at the same time, they're, they're the perfect best of friends. I think Natalie would argue that, but yeah, she would, she wouldn't, she doesn't like to admit it, but that's her best friend. <laughs> Let's just be real. She don't have too many of them. My best friend. She's crazy ass bitch. <laughs> we cut back to 96 at the lake. Still uh, coach Scott, just chilling on the beach. Uh, and then Misty goes over to him. Take your he shirt off. Stumped. I'll squirt you. Here, take your shirt off. <laughs> he I'll looks squirt you. dumped, he said. <laughs> I'll squirt you. That's dumb. <laughs> and then she pours uh, water on his hair when he refuses to take his shirt off. And then we see Akila, who's uh, getting her hair done, I think, by Thaisa. Mm-hmm. Um, and we cut a little bit to, to Shauna's there, too, like watching a Jackie. Um, which kind of that scene, I thought of Steve and we got a couple emails co-signing Steve, um, of women that thought that there was some attraction between romantic attraction from on Shauna's part toward Jackie. Mm. Like, Hey Steve, I'm with you on that one. I've always thought that while watching the show. Uh, and I've never thought it ever until like thinking about Steve's POV watching this scene. Mm. Now, I, I think the first time around, I just took it like she's, it's always her guilt. That's what those longing looks are about is like the, the guilt that's weighing on her. Mm-hmm. Um, but just in the context of everybody being in their underwear, I guess it just felt like, like Shauna just being a little starry right well, there. Well, Cause they also make a point to show that Ty is making eyes at van too. Yeah. Exactly. And so like that juxtaposition, I was like, huh? So I don't know. Are, are you picking up vibes at all that like Steve's been picking up from day one about the between Jackie and Shauna? Yeah. I didn't. And I, the first time it ever really was brought to my attention was when you brought it up, Steve. Um, yeah, it, but it's, it's interesting to, to, to note that, you know, they're making this connection between Ty and Van because I didn't make that connection until later on in the, in the series. But, <laughs> um, you, you see that she's married to a woman. Ty is married to a woman in the future. So you can only assume, you know, she's struggling. She's not out to her team now, but when is she going to be out to her yeah. team? And so, yeah, I don't know how I got in that train, but, I never saw the the Shauna and Jackie uh, love interest trope. It would int- it would add a, an interesting dynamic. Mm. Um, what movie am I thinking of? Hold on, you might have to delete this because it's going to add nothing to the conversation. Um, or was it? Says a- oh, you. No, 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 it's House of the Dragon, and because um, oh. a lot of the discussion around that 
uh, came from, is there a sexual attraction between Alison Hightower and Rhaenyra? And, Rhaenyra. Uh, and uh, the show, the showrunners and most importantly, uh, Millie Alcock and Emily Carey um, talked a lot about how there's definitely a sexual attraction between. And they, they even said like, to some degree, all young female relationships have like an, an element of that. And I think that the show is being really honest and highlighting that blah, 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 blah. And so from that perspective, obviously I have no idea what it's like to be a young female. Um, but I can imagine, you know, that there is an element, an element of that, if nothing, if, even I, if it's not going to be a huge plot. I point. think that's, I think it's valid. I mean, I'm not, I think validating that there is something there. I definitely can see where people would think that there is this sort of attraction because you're right. I mean, I feel like as a young woman, I mean, I'm a bisexual woman and I feel like when I was younger, not really having any thoughts of, you know, my sexuality, but I still was having these, I don't know. We don't have to go on like a long talk about my sexuality. It's, we what, can, we, it's what we do. If you're comfortable. I mean, well, we're definitely no, not. It just, I, Steve I definitely see where you're coming from in terms of yeah. like that attraction and especially the Rhaenyra and, um, Alison Hightower, um, comparison. That is to me when I see that I can see that reflection in the Shauna and Jackie relationship as well. But, there's also this forefront of Shauna is sleeping with Jackie's boyfriend. And we knew that from the very yes, beginning. That so I think that makes why, the tea hotter. Well, I think that's why I debunked that idea mm-hmm. of the two of them being together. It does complicate it. Yeah. And, and, and if I can say like ever since that first episode, I haven't really felt that thought as much that Shauna like feels that way towards Jackie. Sure. And, and I've been mm-hmm. leaning more towards the fact that it is guilt. Part of that is because they've sort of, pulled back away from Jackie and Sean a bit in the last two episodes. Um, yes. I think, I don't think Jackie only had like, like one or two lines last episode and it was all van related. Um, yeah. and then this, yeah. in this episode is just a little bit more of them being separated, but it, it, but it could still be the, it could go either way in my mind, but I, I think I've kind of leaned more on your guys' side. Maybe that's because you're like, Oh no, they don't like each other. <laughs> <laughs> but also you're too, fool. I think, I think there is this element of love. Obviously they've been best friends with each other for a long time. So I think there's this, this teen angst there, you know, Jackie is upset at Shauna. And so I think there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of, you know, this is my best friend, that guilt element. So, yeah. I, I, I can see where some people would, would think otherwise. Lots of subtext in this show. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I always feel like I'm at my best when I'm hanging out with my kids, when I'm being of service to other people, when I'm talking about TV and film. That makes me feel centered and effective, uh, but that's not always possible because I have to be empowered, prepared to take on everything life throws at me, but I get all out of whack and I need help recentering. I do certain things, 12-step groups, group therapy that help me do that, but other people, normies I call them, they have to seek out other forms of help. Uh, I think it's important that everybody do that. And it can be kind of a, kind of a struggle, like to find the time to find a therapist. How do you even go about doing that? You have to deal with insurances and all kinds of, uh, you know, societal blocks to that. And it gives your little brain, my little brain, the excuse I need to not seek that help. And so better help makes it easier to navigate those blockades. Everything's online. You can just do all the research you want with clicks, clicks and screens. I don't have personal experience with BetterHelp, but Steve, you do. I do. I have used BetterHelp for a couple months now, and it actually 
actually was a really, really great tool for me to utilize. I was struggling with codependency and I didn't even know what codependency was until I started talking about it with my therapist. And through working with her, I was able to set up goals uh, and achieve those goals with her guidance and help. And it was very, very beneficial to me. And I'm uh, a much better off place than I was a couple months ago before I started using BetterHelp. You are, and I can actually see the difference and I'm glad that you're doing that. And if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient. It's flexible, affordable, and entirely online. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch at any time. If you're feeling like things aren't working out or you could be better, you can just do that for no additional charge whatsoever. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash streaming things. We cut back to 2021 and uh, Misty finds a pay stub uh, in the refuse, as she promised, for Willowbrook Ranch, which appears to be where Travis works. Uh, and then Natalie remarks, that's a $200 bottle, $200 bottle of liquor. I don't know how he works there making that much money. And she's like, I don't know. It's a pay stub, though. Uh, and then the cops bust in, find the ladies in Travis's house. Uh, the cop bust. Sure. <laughs> you know, like it's just like a, the the force of the police is called which, the cops. This cop. Bad boys. What, what you, you want? want? What you want? It's just Will Smith and Martin Lawrence walking in. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no, this cop was at an eleven. Well, you know, there's need to be down a couple levels. Steve, there is broken window. A. Oh. White women. B. One's wearing Crocs. It's a scary situation. One of them's hands in the air. I've 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 heard of you, Mister. On your knees. What you What you guys doing in here? Leaving bad reviews on Yelp. (laughs) Like she's like, and to to be fair, (laughs) yeah. He's like, I saw that Billy Club you call a Snickers bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, Nat could have been a little bit more like, hey, we're looking for our friend. We're worried about him. We broke in. We don't know where he's at. Uh, and she is being a little antagonist. But at one point, the cop's like, I will fucking shoot you. <laughs> like, okay, dude, maybe not. Well, that was just right. accurate. <laughs> that was just real world accurate. That's true. Uh, and I love, again, it's so hard for me not to gush uh, over the character of Misty in general, but especially Christina Ricci. But just the way that she's so totally undisturbed by the. Yeah. She, was almost, she was almost eager to she's follow smiling. She's like, Hi. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, knees on my sh- knees. My favorite thing to do. <laughs> Ooh, shoot Natalie. That'll be crazy. I'll get to suture the wound. Look at me, officer. I'm good at following the rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, but back in 1996, Shauna is, um, wait, why'd I do that? I got the wrong date. What? That's you're not, off. But, you're off the show. That's not 1996. That's 2021 because Shauna's getting nothing from the front desk lady at the hotel. Um, <laughs> that was funny. Even when she pretends to be Homeland Security briefly. Yeah. And then Adam, sneakiest uh, body shop, horny guy, just happens to saunter up. Just and happens to be at the same hotel. Super as weird. And even Shauna notices that later in their conversation, but he invites her for a classic martini. She abandons the front desk lady. But yeah, great scene. Melanie Linsky firing on all cylinders. I thought this was super charming. Uh, her, she's worse at, at lying than she is, uh, uh, tailing. So <laughs> she plays, she plays this role so well because it's, that was so painfully awkward. I was getting secondhand embarrassment watching that from her like, Oh really? Well, I'm Homeland security. So like, 
we got our I didn't want to have to do this. I didn't want to have to do this, but <laughs> my, my badge is in my pocket. I can't flash it. Can't flash it because the, the, he has eyes everywhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's great. It's great. Have you either of you ever seen the movie I Don't Feel at Home uh, 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 no. in this world anymore? I Don't no. Feel at Home in this world. You definitely should. It's Melanie yeah. Linsky. It co-stars Elijah Wood in the, one of my favorite roles of his ever. He has like this uh, Padawan um, like rat ponytail, tail. rat tail thing and he's super into nunchucks and heavy metal, but he's a super nice guy. And the whole plot of that is a like suburban-esque um, like a homemaker type woman who just gets treated like shit by like grocery store clerks and restaurant mm-hmm. people and like people cutting her off in traffic constantly. And somebody like steals her laptop from her house and she can't fucking take it anymore. The cops won't do anything. And she just, the, the plot is that she loses her mind and recruits her crazy neighbor to go track down the laptop and uh, beat up everybody that's involved in this. It's kind of like a, a falling down or, um, nobody type movie, but anyway, mm. it's, it's her in this scene the entire time, just like Oliver element, but trying really hard and super cute and fun. So big fan. I, I kind of at first thought, so when Adam shows up and he's like officer, whatever, like, and he's like playing along <laughs> Agent with Smith, the, yeah. Yeah, Agent Smith, yeah. he's playing along with, I had thought that maybe she had called him and was like, yo, back me up on this. <laughs> and he was just like, Hell yeah, I'd do anything for you. I want to smash. Yeah. Uh, but like the fact that he was just there was like, mm, sir, that's suspect. Yeah. Don't be suspicious. Sus. Don't be suspicious. suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't, Don't be suspicious. suspicious. Uh, but back in 1996, no, we're still not. Back in 2021, <laughs> <laughs> it cuts to Misty and Natalie in the slammer, and to the quote slammer. Misty. Um, and then she saw all excitedly says, I bet he thinks we're hookers. Um, <laughs> she's having the time of her life. This is what I thought it would smell like. Um, <laughs> and that's when, uh, Natalie confronts her about the battery. I found my cable. You're a fucking weirdo. And she's like, well, you wouldn't have taken me along if I didn't do that. Duh. And like, she says it so matter of factly, like, yeah. and he, even Natalie's like, that's true. You're right. It's you, like, why? The facade is immediately gone, so I don't know why Missy didn't just be up front from the get-go and not have to pull the battery cable out, you know? Well, I guess you don't want to make it awkward, you know, three hours deep into in the jail. ride. <laughs> well, in jail. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But so. um, What does the slammer smell like? Not good. Not good? Not good, Steve. Mm. You get these uh, like bologna sandwiches, usually two bologna sandwiches, no mustard or mayo. Gross. But it's not even real bologna. It's, it's like even if you even – so if you like bologna – you still wouldn't like whatever this meat is. Mm. It's like got like a green tinge to it. And then two like Kroger cookies, like the off-brand mm. vanilla cookies. And you get those for your meal. And so you could be in the drunk tank for 36 hours. And so you get that three times, the two bologna sandwiches mm. and the two cookies. Uh, and you have to. Sounds delightful. And then there's always some like drunk guy. I don't know what it's like in the ladies version, but that's probably the same. But there's one toilet in the corner that everybody can see attached to the wall. And the, the water fountains on top of the toilet. Uh, as part of the tank. And so if there's somebody like that's super wasted and has to shit, they just do it like three feet from you while you're laying on your shoe as a pillow and mm. fun, but it smells great for, to answer your question. Oh. <laughs> if you can imagine from all of that, they should put a Glade plug in. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those. Light a candle or something. Almost more. I went to uh, one of the, the best field trips I ever went on during high school was to a jail. Um, nice for our forensics class. And we got to go to the jail and, you know, and you got a whole tour and 
they're like, we're going to feed you prison food. And it was like, I was very disappointed that it was actually. Is this like scared straight that you were accidentally on? <laughs> no, <laughs> right. this was just, this was just like, Hey, you guys go to the forensics. You're in the forensics class in high school. Let's just take you to jail. Tomorrow we're going to a crime scene. Don't want to, don't, don't touch anything. I almost saw a Nate. I almost saw a naked dude. It was great. In the jail. Yeah. There was a, it, it took was, you to the pod during the, shower time. There was, uh, is that what they call it? When it's like a U shaped room and the showers in the middle of the room and it's like a two-story room but it was it was yeah, like max, was, it was maximum security pods. so they only let one person out at one time oh really and we're in the control room so you can see but they can't see you mm-hmm. i assume and we're all just sitting there the tour, <laughs> the, the tour officer is like telling us what everything is and the officer that's actually working it is kind of like looking at us and behind him we can see what's happening this one inmate comes out of his room and he's just wearing a shower towel and he's like, and we're all watching this guy because we, oh, that guy's gonna get naked because he goes, he like gets into the the shower yes, area. Yeah. He's getting his stuff ready. He like tur- he's like turning the water on, but the water's not actually going on or something. And like we see him like fiddling with it. And then, <laughs> what a tease! <laughs> he's working there for you guys. There's so much drama going on. And then finally, the the guy who's actually working the shift to supervise him turns and sees what's happening he's like oh, shit <laughs> he like gets on a little mic he's like hey Bill can you go back to your pod <laughs> and like the guys in the shower you just hear him like throw his hand up and you're like why like that and he's like please just I'll tell you later just go yeah. back to the pod and Super he's like weird. and he like gets you just hear mad. all of the darn it like yeah. all the kids in the in the control room yeah we were all like so glued into that field trip sucks <laughs> it, was, it was a great field trip so the pod that I was in for the most amount of time, the shower was uh, completely open. There was like like 20 nozzles and like five of them on each like pillar. So you, but it was really bad form to go in there when it was packed. You know what I mean? Like that, like that's like, ah, oh, that's a fat, that's a faux pas. Just wait till I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. And so like two to three in there at the same time, max. It was very was gauche the, to do that. In the yeah. Bathroom. Not, but then the, the bathroom was also a long alcove that could be seen by the entire gymnasium size room. And it was like 10 toilets with no stalls or walls in a row. Um, so, I mean, you got overly comfortable, unfortunately, anyway. Um, but the reason I brought this up is it's really funny memory, memory time, but <laughs> there are like eight or 10 of the the cots, but they call them racks in there. Uh, were like looking directly into the shower room. Um, and they called that area Peter beach. Uh, <laughs> Peter B. Because you could just sit there and watch Peter's all day if you so desire. If you so desire. Mm-hmm. So I called dibs as soon as I got there. I thought this was supposed to be a punishment. Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so Misty and Natalie are having a great time in there. We find out Natalie's last name is Scatorchio, or at least I did. I didn't know that. She's apparently Italian. Italian. It's a good name. Uh, and she gets her phone call first. She calls Thaisa, but I like how they did this. It cut to Thaisa, who's looking at uh, Bathurst's daughter's Facebook or something is what it looked like Mm -hmm. to me. And then she receives the call from Natalie, um, and she is pissed that she's looking for Travis. He doesn't want to be found. We find out through their dialogue that uh, Travis and Natalie have a a storied and history Mm -hmm. uh, uh, of toxic relationships, and that's why she keeps going to rehab. It's probably getting high with Travis and stuff. Um, You two are the worst for each other. And Thaisa refuses to pull strings to get her out of jail and hangs up on her. What's the point of having all those connections? It also shows that Thaisa is paying, has been paying for her rehab. I I wasn't sure if we knew that from the conversation between her and Shauna in the diner, though. 
Cause I mm. thought maybe she said something like I put her in rehab again. And Shauna was like, you got to stop doing that. Let her go. Like, I don't know if that conversation I, was had. I, if that conversation was had, I didn't connect that dots. Cause this was the one that made it clear. Like, Oh, she's been paying. Oh, yeah. nice. I'm, I not, think, I'm sure that happened, but I probably just wasn't. Yeah. He didn't drive home. Talking about. I think yeah. I knew this from the first time I watched and then just noticed it blatantly that, you know, yeah. they brought it to that attention. Yeah. So then it cuts back to 1996, more at the lake. And this is where we get Thaisa staring at Van. Uh, and then Lottie sees a light in the woods, uh, like a flare, like not a flare, but a, uh, what's that word? A shimmer. Reflection. A reflection. Thank you. But I like shimmer too. It's Shimmer's a beautiful good, word. Yeah. A shimmer reflection. Uh, and that's when we get the another shimmer. like POV from the forest shot, like something's watching them. Uh, then they run up, they find the cabin and uh, none of them have seen Evil Dead. So they, they're all happy to have she, seen it. Lottie saw it. That's why she was like. <laughs> yeah. Lottie's like She's mm. watching all the tree branches like no fucking way. <laughs> uh, no, nobody's been in the cabin in years. There's even like some food that was prepared that looks like it hasn't been touched in a decade. And like a pirate knife, like fucking one-eyed Willie has been there or something. Mm -hmm. That's a Goonies reference. Uh, Jackie grabs some <laughs> rotten food out of the pantry and gets all excited and selfish and then freaks out and drops it. It's like green and mushy. Um, and she runs outside all pissed on the porch. And she's Camp got that. food shouldn't do that. Just throw no. that out there. No, it's definitely botulism. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she's got like some really severe fucked up poison ivy, which we didn't mention, but that was addressed earlier in the episode mm -hmm. uh, that uh, Misty had advised her not to scratch her poison ivy. Yeah. Um, and then Shauna's like watching her cry through the window. I think for me, I interpreted that she's now, I feel like everyone else at this point is taking it, you know, the reality of the situation is nobody's coming. And I feel like this, this scene with Jackie, I think is her realization, like nobody is coming because it, I think Shauna looking out is like, oh, Jackie's having a mental breakdown. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she's not the leader. Like nobody's listening to her. Yeah. Um, it's a terrible spot for her to be in emotionally. And like as soon as they landed, she deeply emotionally hurt Van and has really never recovered from, you know, being put out of her element there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's an awesome, awesome um, context clue. Uh, Van finds some porn. Hell yeah. Love it. Travis immediately snags one. Yeah. Uh, and I love that. He's so sad. Like my dad's dead. Uh, I'm going to need these to jerk off later. Uh, <laughs> his priorities are straight and they have some fun interplay. Like, I think it's Van that says, do you guys actually jerk off to this shit? And he's like, no, no. We, we try, but I, we can't because we can't tell what their favorite book is. And <laughs> I like that back and forth. Yeah. Um, and then he runs out and finds Javi. Uh, or he runs out to be alone with his porn, but then Javi runs up like, let me see it. And I want to see the porn. Yeah. Let me, you got porn. But, and this is before, by the way, this is before the internet, right? So this could be the first breast. This is the only way to find porn before the internet was to, was to go into the woods. And that's where you found it. <laughs> <laughs> every you know? every neighborhood yeah. that yeah. some, someone, it was passed down generation to generation. So <laughs> would go out to the hole, the digging hole <laughs> and they would put the porn in the, in the woods and, 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 Young yeah. men everywhere, young people everywhere would go into the woods and venture there. and Like Bronco Henry? Sure. <laughs> you didn't Shut see Power of the Dog? No. It was like a, mm -mm. it was like a, have you seen Power of the Dog? I have not. It was like a gay porn stash and uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's character 
stumbles upon it. And yeah, everyone his has. mentor the, left him the porn. It's the forest porn wood stash. <laughs> everyone knows. If you say uh, you don't have one, you're lying. Yeah, you're lying. There you're are two lying. Types it's like of, a treasure map. There's two types of people in the world, Chris. There's That's people, what the Goonies was really about. They were looking for the porn stash. One not really. There are two types of people in this world, Chris. There are people who have the porn stash in the woods and fucking liars. All right. That's true. <laughs> Period. Put that on a t-shirt. That's a real dichotomy. Mm. But uh, and then he yells at Javi to spit his gum out. Dad's fucking dead. Throws the gum in the forest and doesn't let him see the porn. That was so Double sad. whammy mean. Why I know. So mean to Javi. Yeah, I just want to see the porn. Chew my gum. He just wants to chew on some nasty ass gum. That's his prerogative. <laughs> I only got two things to do: look at porn and chew gum, and I'm all out of gum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now he is. <laughs> Sorry. Before it was, I got two things to do. Love my dad and chew this gum. And I'm all out of dad. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's interesting to see, obviously, you know, they're brothers, they're siblings, and you're kind of getting two different sides of how they're taking their dad's death. You know, Travis is a little bit older, knows his dad's a dick, probably is a little bit more adult about, you know, his dad's, I don't know, whatever he's done to what be a dick. What did his dad do? We, we don't, don't know. We, don't know we, yet. we just get the the sense of a lot of resentment, and that's what he says in this scene too. Dad was an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he took us on this trip, which is another asshole We're thing stuck to in do hell because of him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the different processes of grief, but also the you know the age difference there, like you mm-hmm. were saying, and it's unfortunate to watch Travis not realize that his brother needs him. You know, yeah. uh, we haven't heard anything about adult Javi. Uh, in the other timeline, but Not we can yet. just assume, hey, you probably should have been taking care of your brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nat, he, Nat oversees this interaction. How, or Travis. Yeah, she's like looking on. Um, she didn't say anything, or, does she? I don't think so. There's just a moment where Travis and Nat look at each other, but I need to bring this up. I don't know if you guys would have noticed this, but Natalie, young Natalie, wears a lot of eye makeup. Yeah, Steve. So it, she did not have eye makeup on when she was in the lake, but... That she did have eye makeup on when they were at the cabin. And I don't know if that was on purpose or if that was a makeup mishap, but. Oh, like she stopped to p- apply more makeup? Yeah. Or they just, I don't know. I don't, I'm like, why are you applying makeup in the forest <laughs> after the lake? For Travis. Uh, maybe. I think that is a good note. Like she maybe also, she was. There, it's also streaky though. But she didn't have any on. Yeah. Well, lake. that's what I'm saying. Like, like oh, and she, had been crying. She had been crying at some point, maybe. Maybe in between lake or was re- it the lake water? She would have had to have reapplied the eyeliner mm-hmm. yeah. on the way to the ca- the cabin. They might have. She maybe might. I don't know. Actually, it's not going to be around Travis with right. eyeliner. It's just it was just interesting. I think you're right though. It's probably more of a, a, a overlooking thing. Yeah. No faith in the show. Okay, sorry. Minute details. <laughs> faith in the show. Very excellent. I mean, in a one, in Every a show, frame of choice, in a show famously lauded for its uh, foreshadowing costume choices, I think we can give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt that that was intentional. That's all I'm saying. But there was like a deleted right. scene. Yeah, could yeah. be her. But they're all doing makeup before they go into the camera. Mm-hmm. Like maybe someone's there. Coach Scott, stop. <laughs> I don't need any guy liner. Um, <laughs> back to 2021. It's Misty's turn to have a phone call. And uh, I never know how to take her, but Natalie says, well, who are you going to call Caligula? And she's like, Caligula doesn't know how to use a phone yet. <laughs> Silly. Um, and oh, I can't she, tell if she's being she, serious. I think not. she's being facetious. Cause the way her tone is like, Oh, sorry. He can't learn. He doesn't know how to use the phone yet. Mm. Like she knows that she's being a bitch. She's, I like to pretend she, yeah. she, 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 it's on her itinerary to teach Caligula how to use the phone. And it hasn't happened. There's yet. no doubt in my mind. She fucking could. <laughs> she definitely could. He's not there yet. I'm not putting it past her. 
He would have a razor. Uh, <laughs> but, she, but she's kind of miffed at, at Nat because Nat's being a little mean to yeah, her. Yeah, doubting her, mm-hmm. th- her prowess. But uh, like, all I did was ruin your car. <laughs> that's it. Literally nothing else. We got to drive in my sweet ride the whole time. We got to share snacks. I got you the biggest Snickers bar I could find. I made it smell like jerky in there. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Delicious mingy jerky. Um, We cut to Adam telling the story of his life. I didn't catch a lot of it. It just, I interpret it as he's a, he's a free guy. He's just, he is a free free guy. guy. He's definitely not wearing underwear. Yeah. Uh, That's just the type of person that he is. And he says, we are who we pretend to be. So we Mm -hmm. must be careful who we pretend to be, which I think is a very important line for the Mm -hmm. context of this story. Kurt Vonnegut. Vonnegut. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And they have like a little book club joke there. Um, And during this scene of, which is a great interaction between Adam and Shauna. I think the dialogue borders on corny at times from Adam's work there. But um, then we see Jeff leaving with a blonde woman. Um, she confirms her worst fear and suspicion and then looks at Adam and says, why are you here, Adam? And he's like, oh, I just fucking go where the wind takes me. You ever see Forrest Gump? Remember that feather at the beginning? <laughs> um, so I don't like ask, she's. I don't ask where or why. <laughs> I just go. I just go. I just go. If somebody hits me with the car, I try to fuck them. <laughs> I try to. Oh, thanks, God. Uh, <laughs> but I like get in a car accident. That's just an invitation. Mm-hmm. There is a moment where I feel like both of them are acknowledging, you know, they're about to partake in this petty revenge idea that, you know. You rear-ended me. It's time for me to rear-end you. Exactly. Anal, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I just like that because I would have found it very frustrating if we glossed over, like, the fact that he just showed up at this hotel she happens to be at. But Shauna at least kind of acknowledges it. It gives me enough of a crumb you know, why are you here? You know, uh, he's like, I just like to drink here. And she kind of, she's angry enough and distracted enough at Jeff, I think, to just take that, not at face value, but to file it away for later, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll put a pin on that. Yeah, let's put a pin in that and go do the, the horizontal hump. <laughs> Hit it again, Steve. <laughs> what euphemism could I have used? I don't know. Anything else. The hotel hustle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I couldn't think of any. I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> sex, coitus, the this, mm-hmm. the old finger in the hole, yeah, motion, the okay, and the pointer finger, the okay kids." <laughs> uh, but then Misty's call worked, and they get bailed out. She called Kevin Tan, uh, the detective from episode two, two. Um, and pretended she was Natalie. Which I, I did. You get the impression she had done that multiple times, or just on the phone call. The, the texting she was pretending. Yeah, she's been she talking protecting. to him, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, she's like, yeah, it's easy. I just, I'm all dark and deadpan. <laughs> and that um, is like, do you know how weird you are? Yeah, just yeah. like that. Yeah. Dark and deadpan. Uh, and then back in 1996, the coach is sitting. He's got flies all over him. We see Shauna bring Jackie some blankets and uh, she apologizes for voting against her, which is like very Survivor-esque. And then uh, she's like, I just need my best friend right now. And they cuddle and then it cuts back to all the flies all over Coach Scott and it's all over his stump and shit. It's really uncomfortable. He falls off the porch and screams and then he starts cussing the 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 uh, amputated leg. Fuck you, stump. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Um, and <laughs> he hits Misty when she tries to comfort him. And then there's this really interesting character moment where she's like enraged momentarily. Like yeah. she could slit his fucking throat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then unperturbed, she proceeds to comfort him again. And I think that that couple of seconds tells you so much about who Misty is as a person. Um, I thought that was really cool. Um, Such a, this was a very like, I don't know. It's uncomfortable scene to watch. Yeah. yeah, and you can imagine where you know, Coach. Not everybody else is already dealing with maybe we're going to die here, but he's also dealing with you know extreme pain and you know missing limb. Um, and I'm sure too he's he's been a reserved person because he's clearly the adult on this women's soccer team. You know, I'm sure a lot of these women don't know a whole bunch about him, and so like I'm sure he's just at the point where we're potentially going to die. I'm not going to hold back this facade anymore. And maybe, you know, Misty helping him and annoying him was the last straw and he just had to smack her. Yeah. Had to. Well, he's in a lot of pain. Yeah. Cause I think yeah. that the flies are like biting him cause they're biting his stump and he can't do anything about it. And he's stuck there. And this, this yeah, I mean, it's gotta be miserable. Overbearing creepy girl is like just, yeah. Pouring water on him when he doesn't want water to be poured on. He wants him to take his shirt off so she can squirt on him. Yeah. 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 You yeah. know? Yeah. Average stuff. She's force feeding might all down his throat. Just, yeah. Seems like it needs some more. Yeah. When he hit her, it was like, oh, dude, don't. But also yeah. it's like, oh, man. Can't believe it took so long. Right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hit the button. (laughs) (laughs) And then we cut to young Thaisa again. She's with her Nana. uh, And then Nana sees something scary. And, you know, she earlier she had alluded to, hey, I'm going to see an angel coming to take me back home. And she sees something. And young Thaisa is like, is that the angel? Uh, And she's like, oh, get away from me. Who are you? I don't know you. Get out of here. It's the man with no eyes. And then Thaisa actually sees him. And they both scream. Mm -hmm. uh, And the scene cuts back to 2021 with Thaisa again. uh, visiting Sammy in his room and she's talking about, Hey, when people do bad things, they should be punished. Don't you think? Which again, another very important line. Uh, and, and Sammy's like, absolutely. I agree. Foreshadowing. Just like you. Yeah. <laughs> you took Manny. And she's like, you can have Manny back in the morning. And then Sammy asks, why don't people like you? Um, and she says, people don't get what they expect from me. Then they don't like it. And, uh, she says, and then Sammy says, you're not the bad one, implying he knows who is the bad one. And that freaks Thaisa out. Uh, but she leaves and she starts pondering. And then she calls Phil Bathurst and threatens him with his daughter's reputation and his whole family's situation and says, don't fuck with me and hangs up. Um, and then back on 1996, it's Thaisa visiting. Mitch, I got to I can't I, tell you enough. You're I, not welcome I, here. I came back just because I, I, why can't we just have civility? God damn it. <laughs> oh, burn it back. I'm <laughs> I told you. Uh, and then back in 96, Taisa visits Lottie on the porch and Lottie refuses to go in the cabin. She's got, uh, she's, 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 she's got a seen, bad feeling about she, this. I got a bad feeling. And, uh, <laughs> somewhere George Lucas's script writing <laughs> typewriter just shook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's scared of the cabin and Taisa, uh, is, gets angry because again, she's had some experience with mm-hmm. the supernatural and she uses her logic and anger to overcompensate and says, I don't believe in that fucking shit. You don't either get your ass in the house. And Lottie's like, okay. Uh, and it cuts back to 2021, Shauna and Adam going into a hotel room, room 2106, uh, to do apartment number. Is that an important number? I thought it might be. So I wrote it down. I don't think so. It's not like the, uh, uh, the, the hotel was that, uh, 
like a, uh, the room in uh, The Shining. Mm-hmm. Shit, words. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we assume they have sex. I'm not going to use any fun puns or idioms Adam because I get the womp, womp, womp button. Oh, you thought he looked hesitant? Well, he did a thing where they she goes into the room and as he's going into the room, he kind of stops and looks around. Like, I don't know if maybe he was hesitant, but definitely there's something fishy about him. He's, I think he's like, maybe I should have showered. <laughs> Maybe I'm yeah. covered in grease. Yeah, from the body. You shop. think she's wanna gonna do? She's gonna want to do ball stuff? Oh no! Oh, I never watched him. Does anybody have any? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going on in, in men's heads, right? Like, oh man, just wash them in the sink. Is that what y'all do anyway? <laughs> yes, we actually fill the sink and dip them. <laughs> it's like a little ball jacuzzi. We take it to vacation. I like the bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> they clean so you don't have to. Um, and then what are we doing here? I'm just got balls on my brain. Ty's, this is when it starts uh, Ty waking up in all the timelines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after the hotel yeah. room, we cut to Thaisa um, and it cuts through all three timelines. So she's sleeping fitfully with uh, a half eaten plate of cheese and crackers next to her head, I believe, which is a fire choice for a late night snack. I, I totally concur. Board. Same. If by charcuterie, you mean like saltines and sliced up cheese. Hey man, it counts. <laughs> uh, and then it cuts back and forth with their first night in the cabin, uh, Thaisa and then young funeral Thaisa at her Nana's funeral. Uh, and I, I have the note feet of all ages, <laughs> <laughs> which I hate, but you know what I mean? It's got that shot of the feet and it's like older Thaisa's feet. Teenage oh. Thais's feet, and then that's young. A good, yeah, that's a good. Uh, and then okay, 19, Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yeah, yeah ninety six. Thaisa finds the attic stairs in the cabin. Young Ty finds the coffin, and twenty twenty one Ty finds a googly eye on the basement stairs. Uh, and I thought it was interesting. Uh, oldest Thaisa is going downstairs. Middle Thaisa is going upstairs, and then young. I don't know if that has any kind of. Hmm. Um, I think visually, yeah. Um, yeah, visually it separates the, the three timelines. Yeah. And then, so the googly eye on the basement stairs is because Manny, the doll is not where she put it on top of the shelf. It's broken into pieces in the basement floor and that scares and shocks her. Uh, and then Lottie is up in the attic in the 96 timeline, like kind of rocking back and forth with her arms around her knees saying, I told you. Um, and then it reveals a one-eyed willy type skeleton over in like a rocking chair upstairs with a shotgun with a shotgun. Uh, and then also like, what a, was he protecting the attic from? I think he was, he was hiding up there. He was ending his life probably. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but then also like in the youngest timeline, she's like playing with the dead body of her Nana. And I don't know if that's something f- like, um, not coroners, but, uh, what's it called? The people that dress the bodies for funeral homes. Corner? Morticians. Mortician, yeah. Like, do, do morticians do something with the eyes or was that something supernatural? Your Mortician. eyes are taken out. Yeah. Are they? Mm-hmm. But they were they taken out and filled? Was that like a marble or something that was I in there? I thought it was a marble, yeah. Are okay. you serious? Do they really take the eyes out? Yeah, that's too organic. It'll like decompose, I think. Mm-hmm. I never knew that. Actually, a lot of time they're donated. Uh, I know when my dad passed away, they called me like, can we have the eyes? No oh, by the way. way, sorry. And I was like, I guess. <laughs> oh, by the way. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Sometimes hmm. they'll do that like straight at like the morgue of the hospital. Cause my, my brother was a nurse at a hospital for a number of years and he would always, he had the job where he would cart the recently deceased to the corner in the basement of the hospital and he would watch them remove the eyes. And it was like, 
Because he's weird. He was like, that's one of my favorite things to do at my job. It's so fascinating. I'm like, get away from me, creep. All right, Misty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I know very, yeah. I, I, I also like to stories watch rats struggle in pools. Okay. Unre- unrelated. <laughs> so in that scene then, the one where it's very young Taisha, Taisha and she's like opening her grandmother's eyelid. That's legitimate. Like that's not something supernatural. I guess like. that's what Steve's saying is I guess it's like supposed to be but like a marble or something. I, I don't know if that's what people typically do. Uh, if they put marbles in there. I don't know if that's common practice. I assumed it was because mm. I know eyes are removed often. Yeah, you got to gotcha. play marbles in the afterlife. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got to have those two. You pay Caron the two marbles on your way across the river stick. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and then when, after all that, we cut to Misty and Natalie, they show up to Travis's work, the Willowbrook ranch and Misty, um, finds, well, they both find it, but Misty sees it first, the the dangling body of a hanged Travis uh, who appears to have hanged himself. And uh, Misty shows some sympathy, maybe even mm-hmm. empathy. And I thought that was an interesting, uh, further uh, delineating that she's, if anything, a psychopath, not yeah. a sociopath, because for she seems to really care for Natalie. And I thought that was something mm-hmm. really important to show because Misty's like, oh, Natalie, no. You know what I mean? She, she knows she's about to be very distraught. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is. And then the cops show up. So Misty says, we have to go. And during the car ride, who's she's finally letting Misty drive because she's so distraught. Um, she, Natalie says, that I, Travis didn't kill himself. I know he didn't. And Misty reveals that she found a note, which I didn't get to read. Something, I guess, that Natalie was right. I know it's yeah, that she it's, was right. T- tell Nat she was right. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, Misty had found that and says, what were you right about? And Natalie says, I don't know, but I know I'm right about this. He wasn't. He didn't commit suicide. He was murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it, we, the final shot of the episode is uh, he's like dangling from a fucking crane. Like who would kill themselves that, like that way? Like that's very showy. Mm-hmm. And yes. also wasn't the, uh, the, the logo uh, in that barn, the symbol, the symbol. Yeah. Oh, like the triangle stick man with the slash. Yeah. I didn't see oh. it, but probably I think it was in one of the shots that you, you saw it there. Calling guard. I think I know it's in the, the cabin when, uh, yeah. Teenager Thaisa. Oh, goes maybe that's out. what yeah. I'm thinking of. I know it popped oh, up. Oh, in the, like, what were in they the, find the body? In the, in the yes. attic, yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I knew it popped up at some point. It was up there. And that's the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got about 10 minutes to, to get through our, our next categories here. The Easter eggs. What did you guys find? Uh, well, I'll just rattle off a, a bunch of the ones I found. So we get an Oasis mention. Uh, Rachel was a huge fan of Oasis. Mm-hmm. I guess she had tickets to go see it. She goes, she's never going to hear Wonderwall. So sad. <laughs> We've heard it millions of times. Anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate it. Champagne uh, Supernova, maybe? Madison? Nat's, Nat is wearing a pixie shirt. Pixie shirt! Yeah, she's wear, yeah, she is. I love the pixies. She's wearing a Death to Pixie shirt. Mm-hmm. It's my one of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's my, well, yeah, same. We all fans? Yeah. <laughs> I love pixies. I think they're coming here, actually. They are. They're, yeah? Yep. Yeah? tickets? <laughs> I think so. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, I got nothing. You got nothing at all? Well, there. I had the pixie shirt and I had um, Tuesday morning, question mark, which is something oh. that Na- uh, Misty, Misty said. said. I was trying to look up and I never did. Oh, that's a that's a store. She also said uh, very Unabomber-esque. I have in the Unabomber I have written down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, does that count? I'm writing it. I think it counts. That's yeah. So 90s, the Unabomber. Yeah. That's it. I also have the, oh, go ahead, Steve. Oh, you go for it. Yeah, I you. was going to say the Playboy mags. Classic. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Just, yeah. Classic force. Nobody porn. jerks off that way anymore. Very, <laughs> that's an Easter egg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a relic, like so many young people these days are like a magazine. What? what? <laughs> well, I just feel like it's it's not very prominent now. I'm definitely in the night. I mean, I have some vintage Playboys in my like Same. magazine collection. Right. 
but I just, yeah, I figure why but not. But nobody jerks off to him. Unless your I name's mean, Bill. I'm looking right at Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's like, I hope they don't find my buried. <laughs> why you That's for at, the next generation. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> just because I'm the man who is saying that everyone knows about the forest porn does not mean I'm jerking off in the forest, right? <laughs> That's why you go camping every other day. You take it home with you, <laughs> and then you donate it back when you're done with it. <laughs> it's true. Um, I also saw there's the Mr. Magical Mr. Mistopheles from Cats is playing oh, at one point. Oh, in the, wow. In the car. Yeah. Um, it's one of uh, Misty's show is tunes, that a Misty right? song? Yeah. Um, yeah, Cats musical. <laughs> I don't. Um, again, I don't hate that. Show tunes or podcasts, sure. that's definitely my mm-hmm. road. I agree with that. There's also uh, Dreams by the Cranberries Hell during yeah. the lake scene. Thought it was very appropriate for that. Love the Cranberries. Love the Cranberries. Uh, Cambodia by uh, Cam Wilde is playing. Mm-hmm. Um, Vienna by Ultravox. Absolutely. That was at the end with poor Travis. Uh, they show the Snackwell snacks, which reminded me of the Hostess, you know, cake snacks. I don't know if Snackwell's is a real thing. That's not a brand I know, but like the the little cakes that they were, where it was like, oh, I used to have those all the time. Those little chocolate, like ding dongs. Yeah. Was this? When was it, this? This was Swiss one of the, cake rolls. This was one of the the rations they were collecting oh. in the plane. Gotcha. Um, I assume it was on the snack cart. It's like the little Debbie of this world. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know. If snack, Snackwell's might be a real thing. It's just not a brand I'm familiar with. Yeah. Um, Ty mentions the October surprise, which is a very common uh, election thing. Mm. Uh, like if there are two people running for office, there's usually what's called the su- October surprise because the election is always the first Tuesday of November. Mm. So usually there's like one last little bit of controversy you throw in October to try to swing things your way. So mm. like Pussygate, uh, the big, uh, was that what it's called? Or what was the video gate? The, like when, oh, it was. Are you l- mixing your porn mags with, <laughs> <laughs> with, with politics? No, like, oh wait, that's my subscription. That's uh, my subscription. <laughs> But no, when uh, Donald Trump was caught on tape talking about like grab her by the pussy, mm. uh, like that was an October surprise because that came out like two weeks before. And then the next week was another October surprise, which was the the Hillary Clinton's emails thing. Yeah, uh, that's that's what that is. Uh, and then the other thing, uh, the last thing I had was the um, I've got a bad feeling about this classic Star Wars line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the op- my last thing is the opening song is No Return by Craig Wedron. I don't know if the op- We'll we'll see next episode if that is the official opening of. No return, no return, yep. no reason. Sorry. Uh, that brings us to our top three favorite scenes of the episode. Madison, why don't you start us off with your number three? My number three was Shauna talking to the hotel uh, receptionist, pretending to be Homeland Security <laughs> to uh, see if her husband was cheating on her. She almost got away with it, too. Mm-hmm. My thing is, why wasn't she just up front? I feel like, you know, woman to woman, she'd be like, listen, I think my husband. Girl. I think my husband's doing the dirty. I don't know if there's like a HIPAA with hotel clerks mm-hmm. or, you know, you know, because she, she took that real seriously. Sure. Uh, which I understand safety well, is a concern. Anybody could just say they're your wife and then murder you yeah, in your hotel room. Yeah, it was room. probably also a really nice hotel. I'm sure they were extra secure. But it Mum's just, the word for yes. our platinum members. <laughs> but, but I did enjoy that scene. I thought it was really funny. It was a great scene. Steve, you're number three. My number three is uh, Misty and Nat finding Travis. Uh, really big emotional scene. Um, just adds a lot of intrigue. The fact that Nat doesn't believe 
that uh, somebody actually murdered him only adds even more intrigue to it, especially now that there's uh, supernatural shit going on in the show. <sighs> what could this be? What is it a ghost killing everybody and leaving the little calling card behind? What is I'm I'm super interested because before when she they were going through his cabin, she saw him in the reflection of the mirror. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ty uh, sees the man with no eyes in the reflection of the oh. mirror with her Nana. So there's like this correlation of like, now, now I don't trust mirrors in this world. <laughs> if you appear in a mirror, are you dead? Are we all dead? I don't know. This, this question show, mark. I am flummoxed. I don't know how I get these scars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I think the show is structured really well with like these, you know, uh, mysteries revealed at the end of each one that really make you want to go to the next episode. and mm-hmm. But also not in an annoying way, yeah. uh, in a fabricated way. Like it's just really well done. Uh, but my number three moment is uh, when Shauna was tailing Jeff <laughs> poorly. Um, I just thought, because we've seen her be like sneakily capable. Like she's like a secret John Wick against rabbits and stuff. Uh, but now we got to see like this really charming, like, Determination. Somebody get this woman a shovel. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I thought I love that scene. It was making me chuckle and stuff. And but also it was tense. Like I was like, oh, fuck, fuck. You know, when he almost saw her. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really well directed. So I thought it was enjoyable. Uh, Madison, you're number two. My number two was young Misty's interaction with Coach Ben when she said, here, take your shirt off. I'll squirt you. <laughs> <laughs> you love that. It was just it was equally innocent as it was super uncomfortable. Sure. And so I just, you know, playing into Misty's character, I thought it was, it was pretty funny. I love that pullback where you see the, the two other girls and she was like, if she got water in my hair, I'd kill her. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. There would be more than coach Ben without a limb or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, um, you're number two. My number two is just Misty and Nat in the slammer. Uh, I <laughs> Just like anytime they interact in the slammer was really, really funny. Just from Misty's like overexcitement, like, oh, it smells exactly how I ever thought. I would love like a buddy cop movie with just Misty and Nat. Yeah. Like yeah. all of Misty's like detective, like yeah, citizens seriously. detective network. Like if they became a team and just solved those cold cases, I'd watch that show in a heartbeat. She's like a murderer Velma. <laughs> <laughs> Jinkies. I Jinkies. killed him. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, my number two is the lake scene when they first finally see the lake. Um, I just think it's a really, it's a cool moment because their, their innocence kind of comes back. Like they kind of forget that the, there's impending death and hunger. Like they're just, it's like a lake party. I remember when I was a teenager, we used to always go to this place we called the quarry and jump off cliffs and bounce around in this weird clay mud stuff and, and swim and just be free and fun. Was it mud? It wasn't. (laughs) Like you're being uh, uh, facetious, smart alecky, but it was not. It's clay. Cause like, what? Oh, you, okay, it's clay. Okay, we would all get. But I don't know what it was. I'm not a fucking geologist. The, way, I, you said, <laughs> the way you said mud stuff was like, okay, it was this a is crisp ground material. It was because we would all get substance. in a circle. It was it was a thing you knew how to do if you went there before. You knew a lot about the area because if you, it's like dry and cracked completely. But then my buddy was because he went there all the time. He was like, everybody jump, and we were like, what? It's, it, so we all started jumping, and eventually it became like this fucking soggy trampoline but the entire ground and it was weird so i don't know i guess it's clay i have no idea that sounds supernatural to me it does and there was a weird triangle with like a circle and a line through it on there and you guys were sing songs you know (laughs) Uh holding each other's hands in a circle i think we just drank a bunch of cheap beer and jumped off the rocks Mm -hmm. but yeah also supernatural stuff. Fun. One of us ate a guy. Uh, <laughs> you were cannonballing. <laughs> yeah, we were cannonballing. <laughs> hey, man, I don't need to know what you do on your weekend. That's right. <laughs> Madison, your favorite moment of episode three. 
My favorite moment was Nat and Misty at the gas station <laughs> or just ultimately their whole journey of finding Travis. And it's Nat's clear annoyance with Misty, um, but also ability to read into her bullshit. Mm-hmm. Same as Misty's ability to read into Nat's bullshit um, and just kind of seeing them interact the whole the whole shebang. That was my fave. It was so much fun. Steve. Um, my, my favorite moment is the the, the three way uh, time, uh, <laughs> you pause, let me finish. You're watching the wrong show. <laughs> well, when I was looking up my forest porn, um, no, the, the, where the, when Ty is in three separate timelines, mm. having some reveal with the supernatural element, like ah. the way they kind of cut between little, little girl Ty, uh, teenager Ty and adult Ty feet of all ages, feet of all ages. <laughs> That's what we're just going to call that scene. The feet of all ages scene. Uh, I really, I thought the editing was really well. Chris, you kind of touched on it at the beginning of the episode is there's a lot of timelines going on and they they really traverse through the different timelines very, very well. That's one of the strengths of the show. And I think this scene in particular highlights the best that they've done it so far. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. That was also, uh, I called it the triple tie sequence. Um, mm. Also my favorite part as a, the first crossover we had out of all nine of the favorite moments. I thought that was mm. neat. Cause that's how that speaks to how many good moments there were in this episode. Uh, but yeah, I just, I really liked the the technical aspects of that scene and how, how well they pulled off the editing specifically. And, but also like leading into the reveal of Travis's body, that was like a perfect, like mood setter of, of, you know, discomfort and eeriness. It was like big reveal after big reveal um, leading us into, and just me personally wanting to watch episode four so fucking bad, but I couldn't cause we do the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that's our final segment coming up now. Our favorite performance of the episode, uh, Steve, who did you choose? Uh, my favorite performance was Juliette Lewis as adult Nat. Uh, I like the way her and her and Misty are such a great, you know, dynamic. And I love the way she kind of bounces off her and she's just this surly deadpan, always angry, but she's, Probably got a heart of gold under there, I'd assume. Uh, And being able to kind of, she's trying to find Travis. When she finally does, it's not a good thing. It's it's, it's sad. And I just enjoy watching her. Awesome. And Madison. Mine was also Juliette Lewis for the exact same reasons. Uh, Yeah, just I loved her and Misty's witty slash kind of bitchy comments towards each other. Just I felt she really played that, that character well. So. Excellent. Uh, I went with Melanie Linsky again. Uh, I just, I couldn't, I think I've chosen her before. Um, I I think a lot of like the comedic timing of this episode, like rested on her shoulders. And I think we get to see a different side of adult Shauna, more vulnerable. Uh, Like when she sees like the whole scene with her talking with Adam, uh, the dialogue was mostly great and her performance was stellar, but also like she keeps glancing over at every female that walks by in her peripheral waiting. You know, she's trying to focus on Adam a little bit and she's hearing what he's saying, but also like she remembers why she's here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally it is her husband with a woman that she sees. And I love that there's no like crying or, you know, she just, cause she's been through way worse. Right. Like, and we don't even know the full extent of what she's been through yet, but there's just a lot there. I was really impressed. Um, so I'm going to give it to Melanie Linsky, nice. um, which brings us to the close of our coverage of episode three of yellow jackets. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, like I said, we've got seven more episodes to get, to go through in the next six weeks or so, five weeks or so leading up to season two. And then we'll, all three of us will cover all of season two as well. So look forward to that. Um, thank you so much for listening 
That's all the time we have for right now. My name is Chris. My name is Madison. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. Happy streaming. It's the end of the episode in the month of February, the month of love. So it's time to show some love to our brand new patrons this month. Uh, in our Try Before You Deny section, we welcome David Malfara, the Marty B VIP producers. We welcome Tanmay Jane, Garrett Pratt, Michael Brook, Professor Beth RN, Veronica, Ode Bianchers, Ibsliz, Droog, Samuel T, Drew Watkins, Brett Logue, Joseph Bowen, Kaylee Sampson, Nick, and Stephanie Bennett. Uh, in the Chocolate Pudding Producers section, we welcome none other than Renzo20, Claudia Garver, Kristen Glenn, Amanda Brown, John Cavett, Bruce Cullum, Maria Rojas, Candace Hensley, Logan Loftus, Hannah W., Kenneth Singletary, Matthew Unden, Carol Ann Quinn, Dan Wells, Max Grabinski, Kelly Nealon, Hannah T.S., Aurelio Reyes, Valerie Frazier, and Andrew Edelman. And finally, in the Friends Don't Lie producers tier, we welcome Baby Bella Twinkie Butt of Spotty Bottom. Maybe the greatest patron name in the history of patron names. And that has been our brand new patrons that we want to show our love to. Thank you.